Are you in search of a closer relationship with Jesus Christ and a better understanding of the basic truths of Christian faith? If so, please join us for Simple Secrets of the Kingdom, a series of Bible studies developed by Reverend James Otterness and taught by Skip Hedgepeth, board member of Good News Ministries and Bible teacher at Christ Church in Midland, Texas. Hi, I'm Skip Hedgepeth and welcome again to Simple Secrets of the Kingdom. In the next few shows, we're going to be talking about the last things. And by that, I just mean what happens at the very end uh, at the time when Jesus comes. So the, these things are that we're going to talk about are death and resurrection and judgment, second coming and the creation of a new heaven and a new earth. And today we're going to start about uh, talking about the resurrection of the body. And I've had the privilege of being involved in hospice care for a number of years. And I remember sitting at the bedside of one man who was uh, dying with lung cancer. He was a wonderful Christian man. And one of the days, one day we were talking about resurrection and he said, well, you know, the thing that I can't figure out is why do I need a new body if I'm going to heaven? He said, uh, he said, this old body I've got, is, it's causing me pain and I can't breathe, and all I can think about is being free of my body. Why in the world, if I get free of it, would I want another one? And I remember telling him that, you know, the reason you're going to need a new body is because you're not going to be a vapor floating in a cloud forever. Uh, and that's not what happens when we die. What happens is that we go home to be with the Lord, but He's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. And so we're going to need a new body to reunite with our spirit so that we can live on the new earth forever. And so a lot of people have that question. I just wanted to clear it up before we got started. This study today is going to be about this, why you need a new body and what your new body is going to look like in the resurrection. And before we get into the scripture and see what the word of God has to say, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you so much for today. Thank you for the way you love us for the way you forgive us, and for the way that you give us the hope of a resurrection. As we get into your word today, Lord, help us to understand. Thank you that you show us in your word what's coming for us so that we can have hope knowing that this life is not all there is. Thank you and be with us this day as we study in Jesus' name. Amen. So to find out what happens uh, in the resurrection for you and for me and for all believers and even for unbelievers. We're going to talk about that today. Uh, let's go to the source in the Word of God. We're going to read uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting in verse 35. The words of the Apostle Paul. But some will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come? You foolish man. What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And what you sow is not the body which is to be, but a bare kernel, perhaps of wheat or of some other grain. But God gives it a body as he has chosen, and to each kind of seed its own body. So that's 1 Corinthians uh, 15, verses 35 through 38. And let's look at what he's saying here. The question is, what kind of body are we going to have? And and what the Apostle Paul tells us that is that we're going to have a different kind of body than the kind of body that we have right now. And in order to illustrate this, he uses the illustration of seeds. And he says there's different kinds of seeds. And a seed, when it's planted into the ground, it dies. And what comes out of that is a new kind of body. And so 
I have right here, uh, very simply, this is a seed. Now, this is a big seed. It's an avocado seed. And this seed right now is a seed, but when it's planted into the ground and covered over with earth, what happens is that the seed ceases to exist, and in its place comes a tree, an avocado tree. And I was out in California a few years ago and sitting in the backyard with some friends of mine, and over at one end of the yard, they had this tree that was just covered with avocados. And coming from the desert where I live, that was really something to see, that you could just go out into the backyard and there was a, a instant guacamole uh, source for you. But... Uh, and so what this seed does is when it's planted in the ground, it produces a tree, and then that tree will produce fruit. And uh, the seed starts out as a seed, but then it has to die before the tree comes and the fruit is produced. And so when we die, we're like a seed, you see? Some people say when, when you get buried, you're planted. But, uh, but when we die and return to the earth, we're like a seed, and what comes out of the earth on Resurrection Day is going to be a different kind of plant, a different kind of body than what was, uh, what was planted in the ground, what our original body, that seed, uh, is like. And so uh, today, your body is just a seed. It's just a, uh, it's not what is to come in the resurrection but it's something that has to die and be planted before you get that new body in the resurrection. So let's get a little bit more. Uh, we're going to look at 1 Corinthians 15, verse 39. For not all flesh is alike, but there is one kind, of, one kind for men, another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. And so here he's talking about the different kinds of flesh. And, uh, and if you are a meat eater like I am, then you'll know exactly what he's talking about. Not all flesh is the same. He says there's human flesh, there's animal flesh, there's bird flesh, and there's fish flesh. And so our bodies are different than the bodies of fish and the bodies of animals and the bodies of birds. And uh, if you have fried chicken and then a piece of fish, you know that flesh is different. Uh, both are good, but they're different. God made different kinds of flesh. And... Uh, and so the setup here is to show us that there's going to be different kinds, a different kind of body also for us in the resurrection, just as there are different kinds of, of flesh now in this life. Let's keep going, and we'll look at verse 40 and see what comes next. There are celestial bodies, and there are terrestrial bodies. But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. And so here now he's gone from talking about... Uh, about flesh to talking about heavenly bodies. And he says there's different kinds of heavenly bodies. Uh, there's, there's terrestrial and there are celestial. And so the terrestrial bodies, if you think about the way uh, our creation looks, if you're out in West Texas where I live, uh, this body of earth out here is flat and it's uh, uh, nothing out here grows naturally much more than about three feet tall. And and so uh, that's because we don't get much rainfall. But if you go here west of here, about 300 miles, you're going to see part of the Rocky Mountains. And so that's a different kind of body of land there. And, uh, and so there's, there are mountains, and then there are islands, and then there's different kinds of bodies of water. 
There are oceans and lakes and rivers. All of them are water, but all of them are different kinds of bodies. Um, and in the resurrection, we'll have a different kind of body also, uh, different than the kind that we have now. That may, be, that may seem hard to understand now, but I think you'll get a clearer picture of this as we go on further and know that uh, we will have a body, but it's going to look different than what this body looks like now. And so let's read verse 41 and see where the Apostle Paul takes us next. Verse 41, there is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, another glory of the stars, for star differs from star in glory. Here he's talking about heavenly bodies and the heavenly bodies that are like the sun, moon, and the stars. And he says, after that, he says, stars even differ from, differ from stars. So if you look up in the, in the heavens through a telescope at the planets, you're going to see, you can see Venus, which is the red planet. And then you can see Saturn, which is, uh, has the rings around it. And, and they differ from one another, although both are still planets. There's different kinds of bodies within creation. And, uh, and so he's, he's used uh, different kinds of illustrations to make this point. Different kinds of flesh, different kinds of earthly bodies, and different kinds of heavenly bodies. Uh, and then in, let's go on to verse 42. We're just going to kind of take this a verse at a time. Uh, and in verse 42, he writes, So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable. And what is raised is imperishable. And so he says, as it's different between uh, different bodies of land and different bodies of water, it's also different in our bodies, especially in the resurrection. He says, what is sown is perishable. And here he's talking about this body that we have, our earthly bodies. Uh, this body is perishable and uh, the older I get, the more I come to accept that. You know, when I was a young guy in my 20s, I think I just thought that uh, this body that I had was going to last and be healthy and strong and vibrant forever. But now that I'm in my 50s, uh, I can kind of feel the, the effects of my, of my age and know that my body is wearing out. He's saying that this body is perishable. And so uh, the... Uh, I know that uh, there's an old saying that the only sure things in this world are death and taxes. And I would say uh, 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 with taxes, you never know whether taxes are going to go up or going to go down or, or what's going to happen with them. But we do know there's 100% certainty that if you are uh, listening to this tape today or listen to this show, uh, you are one of these days going to die. And... Uh, so this, this study today is all centered on the, the reality of what God is going to do with you and in, in do to your body when you die so that you can have hope as you look toward the future. He says, what is sown is perishable, so it's going to die. Your body's going to die. But what is raised is imperishable. And that's the good news about this. Uh, there's a hundred percent certainty that all of us are going to die. But uh, for those who believe in Jesus, there's also a hundred percent certainty that we are going to inherit a new body and that that new body is going to be imperishable, not wear out, last forever, built to last, as one of the car companies used to say. Our new bodies are going to be built to last because we're going to be with the Lord forever.
So let's look at uh, verse 43, and now we'll see uh, uh, where we go next here. Verse 43, it is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it's raised in power. So here he's talking about our earthly bodies, and he says our earthly bodies are sown in dishonor. And what he means by that is that our bodies now uh, are capable of doing evil. We're capable of doing evil in, in these bodies, and even with these bodies, we're capable of doing evil. Uh, and in our new bodies, it says that they are raised in glory. And, uh, and what that means is that our new bodies are going to be raised incapable of doing evil. The evil will be wiped out of, of creation in the new creation. And so as part of that new creation, as a new, with our new bodies, we will be incapable of doing evil. Evil will be gone. The tempter will be gone. And, uh, and so uh, uh, we'll be raised, raised uh, in perfection, in glory, as he says here, with a body that's built to last and built to bring glory to God. And he says, after that, he says, it, our bodies will, are sown in weakness and raised in power. Again, sown in weakness in the sense that the older I get, uh, the weaker I get. I don't have the strength that I had when I was in my 20s and 30s. But what he's saying also after that is that when this body is gone and ceases to exist, then I'll get a new body on resurrection day and that body will be raised in power. And that power means that that body is never going to wear out. It's never going to get tired. Uh, it won't be subject to disease and sickness. And I've had my share of sickness and disease in my life. And it's, it's so encouraging and reassuring to me to know that uh, as this body of mine gets tired and old and worn out, that... Uh, I'm going to get a new body one day. And that body is going to be strong and vibrant and not subject to disease and illness because it'll be built to last. It'll be powerful and uh, because it's going to be raised in glory and honor. So that's what happens with our new bodies. Let's see where we're going next. We're going to read verses 44 through 50 and, uh, and talk about this comparison between... Uh, between Adam and Jesus and how that relates to our new bodies. And so, uh, again, he's talking about our bodies, and he says, it is sown a physical body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a physical body, there is also a spiritual body. Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. But it is not the spiritual which is first, but the physical, and then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, a man of, of the dust. The second man is from heaven. As was the man of dust, so are those who are, who are of the dust. And as is the man of heaven, so are those who are of heaven. Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. I tell you this, brethren, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. All right, so he starts out by saying, first of all, we get a physical body, and it's like the physical body of the first Adam, who was a living being. And so we 
are in our bodies today a lot like Adam, the very first perfect man. We talked about that in a study a while back about the first perfect man was Adam. And then, but he's saying our second body, our new body that comes in the resurrection is a body that's like the last Adam, who is Jesus. In other words, our new body is, uh, is going to be created a spiritual body like Jesus's resurrection body and a life-giving spirit. And so now I have to have uh, uh, breathe life into myself every day in order to keep going. And so I don't have a the constant source of life in me. I know that one of these days, this life, my breath is going to be gone. But uh, in the resurrection, I'll have a the life within me so that I'll live forever. Uh, if you think about this, it's really amazing. Uh, the, we needed a physical body for a physical planet. But when, when Jesus comes again and brings this new, this new uh, heaven and earth into existence, we're going to need a spiritual body to live in the presence of our God who is spirit. And this spiritual body is a, is a body that's built to last. You, won't, you don't want the same physical body for a spiritual kingdom. It just wouldn't work that way. And if you think about God, God, God knows this, and you can see examples of it in, in, in creation now, in that he creates different kinds of bodies to adapt to certain kinds of environments. Uh, a while back, I saw this movie about penguins. Some of you might have seen that movie. It was a great movie. But, you know, a penguin is, uh, God created a penguin's body to be perfectly adapted to its environment in Antarctica. And so it has a certain layers of fat and certain feathers that protect it from that extreme cold and so that it can swim underwater where the water, I don't know what the temperature of the water is there, but it's got to be uh, extremely cold. And so that penguin, God made it for that environment. Now, the penguin wouldn't survive if he was out here in West Texas uh, trying to live out here in this, in this climate in the summers when it gets up to be 110, 112 degrees. Uh, and so you gotta, God made different bodies for different environments. We need a different kind of body in order to exist in the spiritual body that God is creating and, uh, uh, in the future at, on the resurrection when Jesus comes again. And then he goes on to say, he says, first there was the physical, the first man of dust, then the spiritual, the second man from heaven. And we bear the image of the man of dust, and we'll also bear the image of the man from heaven. And so, uh, so we are similar to Adam in that we are out of the dust. And then in the new creation, we'll be similar to Jesus in the sense that we, like Jesus, will have a body that is glorified, that is spiritual, so that we can live with him forever in heaven. Uh, and uh, uh, this body we need for now, the next body we'll need for then in heaven. And so... He says, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. There won't be any flesh and bones in the kingdom of heaven because it's going to be a spiritual existence. There will be a different kind of earth for in the new creation, and so we'll need a different kind of body for that earth. Uh, and... You wouldn't want a physical body in a spiritual kingdom. 
the two would just be incongruent and wouldn't match up. Uh, and then he goes on, uh, we're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and, and look at the end of this, verses 51 and 52, and, and see what comes next here. Uh, he says, Lo, I tell you a mystery, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. So he says, we shall not all die, but we shall all be changed. And what that means is that there will be, uh, when Jesus comes again and on resurrection day to, to bring resurrection to all who have died, there's going to be some who are living. That's hard for us to comprehend today, but there is a day in the future that has been set by the Lord when, uh, when Jesus is going to break through the clouds and uh, he's not going to come meek and mild this time like he did as a baby in Bethlehem. This time he's going to come in power. He'll break through the clouds and call home his own. Those who have died before will be raised up and given new bodies, but those who are, uh, who are alive at his coming will get their new body put, over, put on like a whole new set of clothes for them, and they won't ever have to experience death, death in this physical world. And all that will happen when Jesus comes again. And uh, he says, The dead will be raised imperishable, and the living will be changed. In a moment, they'll be changed. It's going to happen in the twinkling of an eye. Just like that, uh, Jesus will come, and resurrection day will happen. Uh, some will be alive and will get their new body then, and some will be raised up from the earth and receive a new body then. Uh, he says, let's look at uh, verse 53. For this perishable nature must put on imperishable, and the mortal nature must put on immortality. And so uh, your perishable, perishable body has to put on imperishable body your temporary body has to put on a permanent body in order to last in it forever with the Lord. It just, it's just kind of the common sense of the scripture. Uh, you have to have a new body because, uh, because there's an everlasting kingdom coming. And this body that I've got right here was not built for everlasting. It's just built for a short period of time and then it'll be gone. It's, uh, this body is subject to death. It's going to wear out. It's going to die. It's going to eventually, no matter how hard you try to preserve it, you may be going to the gym five times a week and having uh, cosmetic surgery and all of that. One of these days, you're going to die and your body's going to wear out and it's going to return to the dust. It's going to happen to you. It's going to happen to me. It's going to happen to everyone who's ever been created by God. And so... Uh, uh, you need to have uh, faith in Jesus so that you can have the assurance of this new body. Because one way or the other, uh, you, will, you will live forever. Uh, because we, are, we have spirits, and our spirit is going to live forever. And you can live forever in the new kingdom of heaven through faith in Jesus, or you can live forever in in hell, apart from Christ, eternally separated from Him. If you want to live with Jesus, then receive Him through faith and 
get that blessed assurance of knowing that this life for you is only the beginning. It's only a seed that uh, is going to pr produce a far greater, more wonderful life in the world that is to come and will come one day in the future. Uh, this mortal must put on immortality. This is a great gift and a great promise of the Lord, but uh, it only comes to those who believe in Him through faith in Jesus. And so uh, let's look at this last part. We're going to read uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 54 through 57. And the Apostle Paul writes here, When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy, thy victory? O death, where is thy sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 54 through 57. Now, what he's saying here, when this happens, death is swallowed up in victory. And so the Apostle Paul, he's feeling kind of uh, uh, empowered here. It's like he's bragging and sort of uh, uh, taunting death. And he, he says, death, where is your victory? You know, it seems like death wins out at the end. Uh, everybody dies, and so uh, some people who don't have that hope of everlasting life uh, could look at death uh, wins in the end for everyone. Well, that is so not the case for those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because, because of Jesus, there is no victory for death. Because Jesus has the laugh, laugh, last laugh. Uh, if you think about it, uh, it looked like that Good Friday outside of Jerusalem on the cross that all hope was lost, that, that Jesus was dead and that the story was coming to an end right there. But what happened was that God raised Jesus up from the dead and had victory over death. And so for all who come after him, uh, who believe in his name, he gives that same victory over death. Jesus is the first fruits of, in the victory over death. He came first. And then it comes, victory for us comes later because, comes next through faith in Jesus because, uh, because Jesus overcame the grave. And we will too for all who believe in him. Uh, he, Jesus takes the sting out of death. And I like this story that I heard one time about a father and a son were outside working in the yard and a, a bee, like a bumblebee, came and got after the father and, and stung him. And the son kind of panicked and was running off. And the father knew that, that the bee only had one stinger. And when a bee stings once, he can't sting again. And so the father uh, had that stinger in him, but he, he, he wanted his child to calm down and be comforted. And he told him, you know, don't worry. I took the stinger. I took the sting. You don't have anything to worry about. That's what God has done for us through faith in Jesus. Through Jesus, Jesus experienced death for us. Jesus took the sting of death so that through faith in him, all who believe, uh, 
also had that same victory over death. Jesus took the sting. Jesus took the punishment for our sin on the cross and died for us. And for you today, uh, if you're a believer in Jesus, then death has no power over you. When the time comes to pass from this life into the next, you will simply uh, transition from one to the next. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, even though he dies, yet shall he live. And so for those who believe, oh, and then he goes on to say, and he who, who uh, even though he dies, yet, she, yet shall he live. And he who